Now we're going. Miss Corinne Quiggle, welcome back to Thank the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Good to have you back on. You, we have to uh, take advantage of the few opportunities that we have when you're home. You're not in the United <laughs> States all that often. Well, hopefully for a little bit, I'll be I'll be back. But yeah, been on the road for a good bit now. Yeah, well, it's because we were talking about it earlier when you were hanging out uh, back at the house. But um, your schedule was funny this year because you and Sarah charged at the beginning yep and then it was an avp domestic stretch and then you've just been charging again (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean definitely in the beginning of the year we set off like we had big goals we really wanted to get into world champs we did Mm -hmm. we had great points in the beginning of the year um so we were like no matter what we go we felt like we were playing well we didn't have a setup necessarily with our coach and with everything we we were kind of loose on that side but everything else we felt really good about um so we definitely we charged um we skipped miami to go pay, play la paz yeah. uh Itapema, um and you know did not get off to a good start of the year <laughs> it was honestly like uh, such an interesting start and i'm really actually proud of the way that we didn't let that define our whole year mm-hmm because it's really easy like i was hurting after those tournaments like my soul everything my whole body everything was hurting it's so hard to travel especially to skip an avp where you're you're guaranteed money guaranteed main draw to go have a big expense and then make zero money and then like you said it's easy to let that define the rest of your year and it's easy especially sort of at the like upper to middle tier of the main draw to be like, all right, this isn't working. It's time to switch. But you guys stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I'm, I'm proud that we did that too. Um, because I'd say internationally, especially in the beginning part of our year, we did not have a great start, obviously. And But domestically, we had one of our best years yet. You right. know, I mean, Hermosa was amazing. Um, we did. Uh, we had some strong tournaments domestically and and i think it it leaves a little bit like split year because a lot of our international goals we didn't reach and we didn't i felt we left a lot on the table and a lot of it was probably mental and maybe at the end of the year some physical ailments and whatnot and maybe even at the beginning but I think it's still awesome that we can take away some of these great wins that we had even like pan am games that was one of the best experiences i've ever had that was such a cool experience that i'll i'll definitely remember for forever and i got to meet so many people and i don't know if that would have happened had we been on this other path so i don't know it takes you in a bunch of different ways and the volleyball roller coaster just you know takes you for some turns and yeah flips you upside down and beats you around have, uh, but. have you heard the parable of the chinese farmer um, I might have. You but, probably heard but, a version of it. Yeah. But it's I've been thinking about this a lot recently, especially with everyone asking, Oh, what's the new AVP? Is this mm-hmm. good or bad? And basically the, the parable is the Chinese farmer and his horse runs away. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry that your horse ran away and like that's so terrible. And he goes, Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And then so they go get the horse and they end up finding a bunch of other wild horses, and so they bring back four. Like, oh my gosh, that's so great. You quadrupled the number of horses you have. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. He goes, maybe, maybe not. So then his son is trying to break one of the horses, gets thrown off and breaks his arm. Like, oh, I'm so sorry your son broke his arm. Like, that's terrible. He goes, maybe, maybe not. And then the army comes around and they need to draft someone for war yeah. and he can't go because he's hurt. And like, oh, that's amazing. He's like, well, maybe, maybe not. And that's how it... And yeah, so no matter sure. like, 
you have a terrible start to the season that's terrible, maybe, 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 maybe not. Like mm-hmm. that just leads you to, all right, it puts you on a different path to go to Pan Ams and you have this incredible experience. And yeah. I just, that's sort of the view I've taken with, For with sure. the sport. No. And I love that actually. That makes me feel like with all the little things that have happened. And sometimes Sarah and I feel like oh, we made a, we made a bad decision, but, and, and sometimes, you know, even me, when I make a decision, I'm like, oh, shoot, if I would have done this, but I don't know the way that it would turn out the right. other way. And so I have this route and we'll see where it takes us. And and I think that that's a great way to look at it because mm-hmm. I definitely, as somebody who can be very indecisive, um, judge a lot of my small decisions. And so if we would have skipped one at the beginning of the year, then we could have gone to a bunch of the challengers in the middle of the year and, and whatever, but we wouldn't have been on the same path and we wouldn't have been um, we wouldn't have given ourselves the opportunity to go to worlds that way because we would have skipped tournaments that are, right. you know, worlds only counted from 2024. So again, it didn't make sense. And what we had at the time, we made our decisions and we don't know if it was good or bad, but it took us on a really cool path. So yeah, yeah, I love what, that. Uh, what does, what the conversation <laughs> look like after Sakurima? Cause that's <laughs> at some point, like there, there had a, a hard conversation was probably had, I'd imagine. Uh, we had, we had some hard conversations, I feel like in a few different times. And I want to say like, it's Sarah and I are really close and I, I love Sarah. She's absolutely amazing. And we've had she's somebody that I feel comfortable having a lot of these hard conversations with. And so when we had a, another tournament where, you know, I think we could have done better and, we were both feeling a little discouraged because we know our, our ceilings were much higher than how we performed. And even the way that we, I don't know. Anyway, going back to the hard conversations, cause I don't want to go down that path too far. <laughs> you can go down whatever route I know, you want. But, um, we kind of were like, we agreed to each other for this. Year. Like we, we talked about this and we just need to commit. Like we need to figure out what we can do to be the best partners for each other, the best players, what, what we can do to promote ourselves back up. And so a lot of those conversations were, you know, and, and Sarah spent the whole year out here too, mm-hmm. which is crazy difficult. And it's, it's hard for everyone to be away from their home, to feel like they're sort of transplanted in a little bit and yeah. not to have your own space. Um, so I think that played a part of like maybe our mental and my mental state. I mean, we def- I definitely went in the roller coasters a few times this year. <laughs> Um, it, it, you can never expect where beach volleyball is going to take you. And I think just making sure that you enjoy each moment, like you can get wrapped into it so easily. And I, I definitely think, you know, playing through injuries and playing through things that I, when you're hurt a little bit, I think it affects a lot of, a lot of pieces and can definitely affect your mental health. And so, you know, taking a step back when you need to and, I don't know. That's that's definitely something that I'm going to be looking forward to in this next year. Um, health. Like I've played, we were talking a little bit earlier, going down the, <laughs> the raw milk train and all that stuff. But, but definitely that's going to be a focus for me this coming year because um, it's super important. And somebody said to me, actually, it was Julia Sude, who I just played with in Doha. Yeah. She was like, I always kept thinking of the bigger picture. Like, I want to be able to run around with my kids one day. And I'm like, yeah, I can hardly walk up the stairs right now. Like, <laughs> I want to run around. Like, I, right. I don't want to injure myself to a point of no return of, of stopping. And so finding a balance for me to be like, okay, I'm in pain and knowing what pain and injury, you know, finding yeah. that balance is going to be something that I'm really looking forward to, um, 
you know, finding in myself to be like, no, I should stop. Like, yeah. oh, I pop my big toe out in a practice. Like, I'm going to stop here instead of play through it while I can hardly move. You right. know, those those little things. Yeah. Well, you you carry <laughs> your, your nicks and knacks and aches and pains very well. Because I've oh, never you. seen you. You play more volleyball and put yeah. more miles on a plane than I think anyone... We could probably statistically find this out in terms of miles, but you, right. I think you and Sarah, but you in particular, because you just took another lengthy trip to Doha. I think you probably traveled more than anyone. And every know. time I talk to you, you're smiling. <laughs> you're always looking forward to playing. And I'm like, I would be burnt to hell. Yeah. No, I mean, it happens for sure. But I also love, like, I get so much energy going and seeing um, a lot of these people on tour. and. Right playing and competing against i don't know i i do love it which is part of it i am extremely jet lagged right now <laughs> so, um poor alex i mean i've been like sleeping all the time waking up at 4 a.m still even this morning your, your text to delaney last night was so funny it's like trav Corinne just texted you and said, I just woke up from a nap myself. And it was like 9.15. <laughs> I did. I actually had just woken up and then went up and went to bed. But um, yeah, Austin and I hopefully are on the same schedule. Yeah, we need you to be our sleep coach. Yeah, I I really could help. I'm sure we could, we could do this thing together. So yeah. yeah, well, I think that's actually sort of a, a practical question. How are you able to play at such a high level when you go from... Chile to where'd you go after Chile? China to China to was it India after um, that? We went to the Th Thailand to do a training camp. Okay, and then we went to Chiang Mai for the tournament, and then another training camp, and then the Philippines. Okay, and then back home. But what are the what are your like get the jet lag out steps? <sighs> How do you get yourself back to normal or as close to normal as you can? Um, I've heard a lot and I, I think it's a lot mental too, but your right. circadian rhythm is going to be messed up no matter what. I personally like landing at night so that I'm tired no matter what. I can sleep as much as I want on the plane. I'm still going to be tired when I get there. Okay. Um, so for all the people that are like, stay up, I disagree personally <laughs> for myself <laughs> at least because I can, I can do it. I can fall yeah. asleep when I, when I get there. Um, now if I get there in the morning, it's it's a battle for me. It's like I'm clawing to stay awake and I'm usually going to bed at like 5 p.m. and I think I made it. I'm like, yes, it's five. Pass out. <laughs> um, and that actually happened to us in, I think, Rotterdam. And I was, oh, I was struggling so hard. But um, trying to land at night if you can, if you can't, I do try to stay up, but also your eating rhythm is right. supposed to affect you. We were talking about this too, yeah. um, to not eat on planes, which I do. Um I feel like nothing counts on the plane for me. Yeah. Nothing counts on the plane. Try to eat and sleep. Or well, I don't know about eat, but eat whatever you can that's good. Um, sleep as much as you can on the plane. And then when you land, eat the normal, eat at your normal times mm -hmm. like you want to the next days. And then try to try to fall asleep at a normal time. I also have a rule for myself that I don't follow always. But it's if I can wake up before... 2 p.m. or 3, I'm flexible with myself, um, <laughs> then I can take a nap. So if I okay. land at like 6 a.m. and I have to, and I can wake up before 3, then, okay. then that's okay. Then you can do it. Yeah. Got it. But, you know, I try to get my blood moving a little bit the first day, try to bike or something, depending on what, if yeah. we move in the sand, maybe, but yeah. Do you sauna? 
I, I, do, I always try to find a sauna. I love, I, go. I love saunas, but I, I don't always do it on the road because sometimes we just don't have access. Yeah. And so it's not, but that's, that's a great, if, if there is one for sure, I might try to, if I'm awake. Yeah. I remember it's so funny just, and you're probably starting to get this when you travel to the same tournaments <laughs> internationally over and over where you start to get a lay for the lay of the land. Yeah. I remember, um, I was maybe in Kinjo. And this is when I was working with 1440. So I was talking with Carrie almost every day. Mm-hmm. And Carrie goes, oh, you got to go. Oh, she was there. She goes, oh, you got to go to this sauna right here. And I was like, uh, how do you know where a sauna is in Kinjo, China? Yeah. And I remember she's Carrie Walsh Channing. So like she's, <laughs> she's, 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 done, she's done this once or twice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome actually finding the same places. Like Itapema, I think this is our second or third time there. And we had our food places. We had our SIE places. Yep. And we were going there every day. Um, what's the food place? I, I'm blanking everyone, on the name too. It's, oh, but you it's gotta, so we good. Got it every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bet, Betsy Flint, she hooked me up with that place the first time I went and we went there every yeah. single day. Every and meal. It's gosh, I forget what it's called. And this year the owner came over to <laughs> us and was like, we've printed out English menus for this. We prepared for this <laughs> event specifically. And they're just the sweetest people ever. Yeah. We're, yeah. And they were like, we have English uh, speakers here today. And obviously me, I'm trying to speak Portuguese mm-hmm. to them. I'm like, you know, doing it everywhere <laughs> in China too. I was trying to use my small little yeah. Chinese, well, yeah, like, <laughs> I want this, like just anything I can. And yeah. they're just like, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, you, you, you love the language stuff. Cause you speak German. Yeah. Pretty I'm Are conversational. You like, like proficient. Um, I, I can understand definitely okay. most conversations. Okay. Um, again, forming my own sentences, I think it takes me a few days. So I, when I just played with Yuli, um, and she's German and we were kind of speaking a little bit on the court and a little off the court. And by the last day I was, we were having conversations, but still in the beginning when I flip right into it, I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm thinking so much. My sentence structures all over. I can say funny things like just the words. Yeah. But again, my sentence structure sounds like, (laughs) and then by the end of it, I was, I was definitely a lot, a lot better. Yeah. We actually took a video that I never posted because I'm embarrassed. Um, because once I listen to myself, I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't sound like a native <laughs> German speaker. In my head, I sounded perfect. And, of then, course. and then I watched the video and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but no, we took a video where we were saying things in German. And it was funny because Sasha um, Smoilovs was yeah. saying we were sitting at dinner and um, I was trying to tell Julie that she needed new um, silverware and stuff. And I was like, oh, you're going to have to get a fork. And she was like, what? And he was like, say it in German. I was like, yeah, du brauchst ein Gabel. And she, he was like, wait, you actually speak German? I thought you were faking it the whole time. I was like, no, I've been studying for like four years. So, yeah. 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 But it, that's because you, you speak what? A little Chinese now, too? No. So my brothers just, speak Chinese. Okay. And so I've learned from what I can, you know, just from them. I've picked up on the little things like I want this. Um, you know, small, very small words. Yeah. But when I was over in China, I started studying it a little bit and I was picking up some of the characters mm-hmm. and that was really fun because we were walking around with Tim and Kyle and I'm like, this is the symbol for China. That literally means, yeah. you know, and I was going through they're, every symbol I they're saw. They're great travel partners. Yeah. I love Tim's one of the greatest them. people in the world to travel with. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he he gets it. All those people. It was me, Sarah, Tim and Kyle. And I was like, you guys are great. I could go anywhere with you guys. (laughs) So easy. You know, just figure it out as it goes. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How's how's the growth been 
with you and Sarah. I mean, on the court, we've seen it. We, we like we'll talk a little bit more in, in depth about <laughs> your first AVP win. But I think you guys right now have played more tournaments than any other American team together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's been. I think we've gone through a lot of stages as we talked about before. Like volleyball goes in in waves. Um. And I think it's we've come so far from where we started to where we are now that. We know each other so well on the court and it's it's really cool because I don't feel like in America at least we do this with people and and Sarah and I might have done it on like a higher level in a way of saying like we were basically living together right. we were doing everything together and there's maybe a few other teams that do that like Taryn and Kristen seem also mm-hmm. really close and that they do everything around each other a lot um, but yeah Sarah and I you, you know we've I feel like we're kind of at that sister level where we can, again, have those hard conversations, have these conversations on the court and kind of go through them quickly. And we know what we need to say to each other, or we know if we do say something to each other that it might set each other off and Mm -hmm. and all those ways. So yeah, I think it's been, it's been so interesting to be able to grow um, as an athlete, as a person, as everything. And both almost for like two years together a little bit. Yeah. That's a long time. What's yeah, funny to think is that years, yeah, in, in, um, in American beach standards, that's a long time. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> I know. And it, and it's interesting because um, other countries, they definitely do this. Too. They stick together with their partners for a yeah. lot longer. But I, I, I think it's definitely different because there's not that other, you know, they might not have other people to play with, but just seeing the the way that other people train and the other the way that they go about planning their season it's it's a lot different and maybe we're lucky and maybe it's hard that we have the AVP is great and I'm I'm super happy that we have the domestic tour but you know that does make us go all year round with limited stops mm-hmm. you know and and I think internationally maybe they don't have those great domestic tours not all of them at least and so that they have a lot more breaks and they have a lot more time at home. Yeah. Um, I just see like, especially the people that are playing elite 16s that might not have a domestic tour. They have these pushes and their season is so mapped out with this is when we're playing a, a, sh- a section of tournaments and then we're completely off or yeah. however they do it. And they definitely have that downtime a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in America and definitely what Sarah and I have been doing we don't no have kidding. a lot of downtime. <laughs> we haven't had a lot of downtime in a while. Yeah. You know, we went straight from Itapema in 2021, 20, uh, I guess. And we haven't had much downtime it. since. So. Yeah. That's a good problem yeah. to have. Oh, absolutely. Because you can yes. always choose to stop. Right. But then, like, like, <laughs> There's a choice. Like you, you didn't yeah. have to go play King of the Court <laughs> in Doha. But the options there and... I've never played a King of the Court that's on the bucket list oh, to do amazing. because everyone, I think that that is the only tournament and especially tournament promoter and organizer who has near unanimous reviews. I mean, Wilco is beloved by virtually everyone yes. Yes. That, that I've talked to in the beach world. I I absolutely love Wilco. I love what they're doing. Um, I think that they're so transparent about everything that they do. Um, if there's an issue, I remember one tournament, they had a sponsor pull out right away and they, they told everybody, listen, we have to drop the prize money. We're still going to put on the tournament. This is what's happened. Like they, they were so upfront with everybody and everybody was okay with it because the communication is just so good. They're, they're so 
on top of it. Like they, they really care about everybody that's there. Wilco makes sure that he goes and say hi to everybody. Like this show is brought to you by Bartender in a Box. Yes, guys, we've been looking for an alcohol sponsor for a long time on this show. And now it's time to drink outside the box with Bartender in the Box, our new sponsor and the official margarita and official Mai Tai of the American Volleyball League and AVL on ION Sports. And for those on a volleyball player's budget, we got you. Sandcast and Bartender in a Box invites you and 12 of your friends to enjoy just one box of their premium bar quality libations for around 20 bucks. That's right. 12 premium mixed cocktails out of just one tasty package, whether it's pregame or postgame. We got you covered. Celebrating that beach volleyball victory or styling sunset, or maybe you lost in the quarterfinals like you planned to, so you could drink your Bartender in a Box while everyone else still is playing, burning calories, all that stuff. Bartender in a Box is available in a growing number of flavors, stores, and markets where you shop. But if it's not on display, just ask for it as it sells out quick. The libation experience and price are worth it. So shake your box today. Have margarita, have Mai Tai. Enjoy the show. Are you guys ready for the absolute best advertising copy of any podcast you'll ever hear? Here we go, because fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. So light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Now, nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. So get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using code SANDCAST for 20% off plus free shipping. Now, listen, it's a high-risk affair when you're doing some trimming, all right, when you're going below the waist. And you know what? You just need Manscaped. It's going to help you with your confidence. Trust me. It's going to help. Now, it's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them. But it's time to join the 9 million, that's right, 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get the kit that covers it all, the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology, thank goodness, that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Now, once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in hot with products to cool you down, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, one to prevent stink and one to clear it up. With a soothing aloe vera formula, move over pumpkin spice, fresh balls are the smell of the season. The performance package 4.0 caps it off with two free gifts. That's right. You get two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies and one to hold your man goodies. So bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code SANDCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SANDCAST. As the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. We've got some really fun news for y'all, and that is that Sandcast and Volleyball TV, or VBTV, whatever you want to call it, we are now partnered up. So the Road to Paris series that I record after every 
Olympic qualifying event or every other, that's now going to start featuring video highlights. Instead of just the still pictures, we're going to have actual video highlights. So it's going to be more like an actual volleyball highlight show. So instead of just still pictures, you're actually going to get to see what's going on on the field of action. And in return, we're going to start promoting volleyball TV and you get 20% off your volleyball TV subscription when you use the code SANDCAST20. Now this is case sensitive. So SANDCAST is all caps 20. And that's the numeral 20. So it's Sandcast, all caps 20, and you will get 20% off your VBTV subscription. Now, a lot of you guys who are listening to the show, you're beach volleyball super fans, and I absolutely love that. I love you. I love you for listening. I love you for subscribing to VBTV and watching. So if you already have your subscription, when it comes time to renew, you can use that code or you, you could honestly cancel and then renew with your 20% off if you wanted to. So again, Sandcast 20, all caps at Volleyball TV. That'll get you 20% off. So I'm stoked to be partnering with VBTV. It's just been such a sweet thing to have for the sport, to have like all the volleyball you could watch in one spot, or at least all the international volleyball you could watch in one spot. That's indoor. It's Italian league. It's even the Big Ten indoor. You get all of that. 20% off with our code. So go and watch your beach volleyball today at Volleyball TV. It's it's such a, it feels so tight-knit in a way. And I, I can't say enough good things about them. Like, they're so fun. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about it at dinner. Somebody brought it up and they were just like, look at everybody right now that's a player at dinner. What is everyone doing? Everyone had their phone up watching the the games like every single person and yeah. and they provide for the people that are there playing in the tournament they provide us access to watch it for free which is great um so everybody was like we had it on actually on our tv in doha they were yeah. playing it on the local tv we all had access to it so in our rooms as we were going to bed we had it on every day like we almost watched every every section because it's really fun too yeah yeah. Yeah. I like the the candor and honesty when they say, hey, a sponsor pulled out. This is why the, the prize money is going down. And if people were upset by it, like it's totally justified, but their honesty is awesome. It's so refreshing because yeah. I remember when the AVP had, they canceled the pro series in Atlantic City mm-hmm. like a week after the tour series was kind of a disaster there. And they're like, oh, due to unforeseen logistical issues. And we're like, you can just say it's a crappy beach and we're moving. And we'd really like it if you said that, but like you got it's just like smoke and mirror stuff. Yeah, the honesty is awesome. Yeah, I think that you know them being so upfront with what's happening. Like even if a tournament, if they put it on the calendar, they're like, "Hey, this one might not happen, but we're we're doing all that we can." And and they even for the calendar next year for their tours, they're like, "We got to kind of wait to see when the tours are." Like we want to make it around the other tournaments because we want people to come. Um, so we're gonna have to let you guys know later, but this is what we're looking for. And to just have that information of like, okay, these are the months, these are the time periods that they want to do it. These are the places that they want to do it. Like, it's awesome. The information past is just phenomenal. Yeah. How many have you played? Or how many did you do oh, this that's year? That's a great question. Because um, you did Rotterdam? Maybe three. Three. Hamburg, Rotterdam, and Doha. Okay. Yeah. I heard Rotterdam was awesome. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. They took us on a, a, a cruise and we had so dinner sweet. on the river. It was a river cruise and they had dinner like came up um, from the bottom of the floor. It was like lifted out of the floor. Whoa. All the food. And then we all just got in line. <laughs> it was really, really cool. I feel like the player camaraderie and morale <laughs> is so high at those two. Because you got Americans playing with Germans, yeah. for example. It's just new teams that you wouldn't see. 
It's fun. Yeah, and I mean, and that probably might come from the fact that there's not like points and, you know, we're not competing for Olympic spots or any of that. So it really is, we are having just a great time (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we're playing volleyball. It's super fast paced. There's music. Um, We actually didn't have music the last day in Doha because they went into official mourning, which was, it was very different playing without music. Um, yeah. Somebody in Kuwait, I think, had passed away that was okay. related to the Qatar royal family. Okay. It's a complete sidetrack. But they, <laughs> they weren't allowing music for three days. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. It Holy was just moly. a whole different... That's a, that's a long moment of silence. Yeah. Yeah. Country of silence in that part. But no kidding. Yeah. But the, I think that Woko, and Woko Nijland, for people who don't know Woko, um, I think one of the things that he's really dialed in is is the volume of events. Mm-hmm. I think is right because it's it's not I don't it's not a, a gimmick style, but it's sort of more of an exhibition For style. Sure. Yeah. And if you have too many, you're gonna get diminishing returns. And mm-hmm. I think he's really hit the perfect level where once teams need sort of a fun mm-hmm. break where they still wanna play volleyball and have some fun, bam, you yeah. have it. And it's every you know, he has what, like four to six per year, yeah, maybe. Exactly. I think that's yeah. such a great number. No, it is. And and they do such a good job of making them that fun event. You know, mm-hmm. they take care of the athletes well. We've got great food most of the time. I mean, we've we had great food in Doha and in Rotterdam. Well, Doha, I mean I mean, Doha's great. Anytime you yeah. go to an event there, they, they do it right. Yeah, for sure. It it's yeah, I've actually been there four times now, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last year I actually flew there. I think seven times just because it was the place to get everywhere from. That's the, the center. That's um, the hub that yeah. we talked about Istanbul. Yeah. One Istanbul and Doha are yeah. for sure. Like <laughs> just to get you over there and then you can go from, from there to wherever you need to go. One of my favorite things I like asking people who are like, you're not new mm-hmm. to the professional side of the game, but it's still becoming like, it's now I think freshly becoming your norm that this is what you do. Yeah. Do you like think about what young Corinne would think of your life right now where oh, yeah. <laughs> you were in Doha laying over seven times. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. That is, that is crazy. I think, um, I mean, little Kern would be stoked. Yeah. I, and even now I am stoked. I love the travel. I love the part of, you know, getting to see the world and competing against people from all over and also getting to meet these people and mm-hmm. know them well. And, um, yeah, it's just like, it's awesome. I think it's amazing. Um, but for sure it's, it's it's a lot like to to travel so much but again i even graduating from college i remember saying something like i want to do something where i travel and i think you, you <laughs> i think it. i do that you've got it <laughs> yeah what countries are left that you haven't been to that you want to go to okay there's this let's uh, hear them. australia i haven't been to australia no which kidding. is crazy i know i know australia new zealand that whole area um the whole oceana area i definitely want to go to egypt is high on my list although i don't know about right now you know um give it some time yeah just because it's close like yeah you know to all that but um i just think the history there is unbelievable and in that area and it's just yeah it's something that i i love i love history and you know getting to see a lot of these places that have been around for so long Mm um so those two are high on my list. I want to go to Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> because I think if I do that too, I'll hit all seven continents okay. with Australia. So, have and, you played in Africa yet? Yeah, uh, I've been. To, Did you guys play Cape Town last year? Yes. Okay. Cape Town, Rwanda, and Morocco. Okay. 
Um, yes, you've been a couple times. Really cool places too. Um, I've heard Agadir is sweet. Yeah, Agadir was interesting because it felt like a touristy area almost. Okay. And I mean, it was beautiful. The beaches were beautiful. Um, the area was cool. There's a nice surf spot right around there. But I also have a friend, Nora, from Morocco, and yeah. she's from the north, more Rabat area. And she was saying that I have to go there. So okay. I need to go back. And I definitely want to surf there because yeah. I've heard the waves are just unbelievable. So. I'm surprised you didn't surf when you guys played last year. Yeah, Did you play last year? We, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but we tried to, but again, we I think we played, we got into the, or I think we just left the next day and we had to come back for Fort Lauderdale. That's what okay. it was. Yeah. Got it. We had a flight booked and we didn't have time. But you, we did. You didn't miss that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I did not miss that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I did miss, yeah, my one from Chile to LA, which also made me miss my one from LA to China. Whoops. But, whoops. <laughs> Actually, though, there's, there's, luckily, <laughs> Cathay Pacific was awesome. And I didn't tell them that I had missed my first flight, but, um, the airline had given me a sheet of paper to help me rebook with Cathay okay. if I needed it because of the situation. They were like, yeah, you're going to miss that flight. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Um, <laughs> but I was looking at flights of like anywhere to get me to China yeah. before the tournament at a reasonable time. And I remember I called Sarah and she's like, well, let me know before I board to know if I should board. Like, right. are you going to come? Are you going to get here in time? I'm like, I'll let you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I looked up all these flights and they were all ridiculous to get me to Haiku. Um, and I ended up looking at flights close as like anywhere close to um, Hainan that's, you know, I can take another flight from right. somebody else because there were, there were ridiculous times. It was like 30, 31 hours. I, I don't know. It just was not, the layovers were crazy. Um, so I ended up being able to change my flight on Cathay to a different destination okay. and then booked another hopper flight from there with like an hour layover. And I got there only nine hours after I would have, Really? Which, yeah, which is crazy. That's good scrambling. Yeah, no, it was a great scramble. And the other options were going to be like two days later, which would have been Wednesday. We play on Thursday. It was not good. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No. The first time, the first international tournament I ever played, or first FIVB was that one in King Joe. It was me and Mike Bogue. Uh-huh. And Bogue wanted to get there in qualifiers <laughs> Thursday. He wants to get there Wednesday. It's like, Bogue, we're traveling across the world. Yeah. Like, I'm not flying... 40 hours no. to Kinjo, China to go be super jet lagged one day of training. Like if we're if going, even, we're getting there on get Monday. Wednesday. And of course, have I told you about the guy? The guy died on my flight. Oh no, no, I did not hear about this. Yeah. So I'm sitting oh there and have a full row to myself. It's beautiful. A couple hours into the flight, oh I hear these calls over the loudspeaker. Like, do we have... Uh, any doctors on board. Oh my gosh. And I'm not a doctor, so I go right back to sleep. But then it's every 10 minutes. Do we have a doctor on board? Do we have a doctor on board? And so I'm in the first row of economy. Then you have the curtains and then it's business. And so in between the curtains, a guy had passed out. And so they bring out the defibrillators, the whole thing. That's crazy. And so we end up emergency landing and we're, we're going over the ocean. So there's not we end up emergency landing somewhere like a military base and we're just there for like three hours and where was where was the military base off of uh russia somewhere okay i took a picture of it on my phone i took a picture of the map 
and um, George is there. And so they tell us that guy died. Oh. They put him in cargo. And so That's then we, we land in Xiamen. And obviously, it's not a normal deplaning situation. Mm-hmm. And so we we were on the plane for, I think it was like 22 hours. That's insane. And so we obviously miss our layover. So we end up um, getting there like late Tuesday night. And Bo was like, it wouldn't have been that different. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like it wouldn't have been. So yeah, oh, we, we ended up qualifying somehow. But um, wow. that that happened. <laughs> yeah. No, really, there's, there's some crazy things. But usually, I mean... I've had a friend that told me that he had somebody die on his on okay. their flight as well. And if they die already, like if they're already dead, then they won't divert because there's nothing they can do. Yeah. Which is crazy. That blows my mind. They just put a blanket over them and kept going. It, yeah. It <laughs> just, was it was a wild experience. It's like, is this yeah. what happens every time you play in the FIVB? Yeah. <laughs> as your first trip to I'm, I'm retiring. Be, yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, you you have plenty of of stories. I feel like your travels were more successful this year than you Absolutely. had a tough string. Yes. Was it twenty one? It was twenty one and okay. a little into twenty two, but um, <laughs> we changed it because everyone kept calling me bad luck. They'd see me on their plane and be like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm. and and I get it because I mean there was, a, it with was reason. it was an entire year I think that I went that I never ended up getting to my destination at the same time or the same way that I thought it would, which is really <laughs> impressive because <laughs> I traveled a lot that year too. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and where I was like sprinting through or something happened, you know, I think Allie lost her back. Like there was, there was a bunch of things that, yeah. that would come up, but, but we changed the narrative. I started calling myself good luck <laughs> and manifest it. Yeah. And actually in 2022, I got upgraded to first class. I was like, this is great. Like a random upgrade on air Morocco. I was, you were due. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I was like, I am gr- good luck. I'm all this. And actually when I missed my flight in Chile, I was talking to a, a player in a tennis player from Mexico and he was telling me how he was bad luck and I knew he was on my flight and I was like, you can't say that. You cannot say that you're good luck. Yeah. Just put out in the universe and, right and take it. And then we miss, <laughs> we both, well, I'm going to say it was his fault, but we did. <laughs> we both missed our flight and I was just like, how could you do this? <laughs> Not that it actually had anything to do with the fact that he was saying he was bad luck, yeah. but but yes, we we did. It's unfortunate. <laughs> so I kind of want to like backtrack mm-hmm. a bit back to Sakurima. Mm-hmm. So the you guys came in a lot of points, like you said. From what I remember, you were the one. You were high seed in the pass. We yeah. won. We were two. Two. Esme we we were tied won. with the points. We were tied at points with the person before us. Okay. And somebody in the main draw, I think. We had eighteen twenty. Okay. Or something. Which to be in a qualifier with eighteen twenty. Yeah. Now is kind of is crazy. Yeah. But so, the points were inflated last year, and again, we didn't play a lot of like the late late ones mm-hmm. after Cape Town. We were done. So yeah, it was. Yeah. So you guys, you come in with a lot of points, high seed and challenge qualifiers, and then boom, 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 qualifier losses. Entry points are pretty much gone. Over half. We cut them in over half. And that's a hard thing because now you're looking at the stipend, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, shit. Right? So stipend's out. How do you bounce back the way you guys did? I think it took definitely some time. Um, 
mentally in some places, but, uh, you know, we still had our goals to, to do well. Um, when I write out my goals at the beginning of the year and I kind of, there was still a lot domestically and still a lot internationally. So I, I think we kept focusing on that. We looked at what we could do. You know, we, we went with Arthur again, we mm-hmm. set up our coaching and where <clears throat> we wanted to be and, and everything because last year again we were split between Florida and California and it's it's really hard to do that even I mean even Sarah being out here is really difficult um because we're not both at home and we both don't have that separate time where we're like have our own space um and and so I think without that I think just setting up our whole entire system around us helped a lot. So Mm. getting Arthur, deciding this is where we're going to be, having a schedule that was put forth. And again, none of that came super quickly. Like Artie was working with other teams when Carrie was still possibly coming back. And we were kind of the third one on the list because he already had two other teams that he was already with. Um, And eventually we became like, we moved our way up because, uh, you know, Carrie ended up, I think getting injured. And and so we kind of worked our way up, but again, none of that came really, really quickly. Um, so again, it felt like it took a lot of time, but I guess for it all to happen in one year, I think maybe it's not, maybe just when you're in it and you're going through it, you know, it feels like a long time, Yeah. but, but I think it changed actually for us at the Pan Am qualifier. Like okay. We hadn't been doing great. We were struggling every once in a while. Um, things would be good and then not like every day was so different, I yeah. feel like. Um, and then we went and won the Pan Ams and we were like, and we, we, I think we won it fairly who, uh, well. Who was it on the women's side of that we qualifier? We played Kim and Tegan in the finals. Okay. And, and I they remember, had a great year. Yeah, they did. Um, they were playing great. And they still are playing great. They mm-hmm. finished well, too, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Um, but, you know, like that whole qualifier, we were just in a flow and a rhythm. And I'm like, like we can do this. Like, yeah. we know that we can be at that level, you know. And, and that was right after we started working with Artie. Um, but I, I don't think it would have been more than a few weeks or something, maybe one week or two. Yeah. And just having that little bump. I think every time you get that little, like, here like it's possible you know that you guys can do it it's it's hard to not take those opportunities and so then we dove in again and and kept going yeah and then even before uh hermosa i was gonna say you skipped over a small little event there i was i was getting there (laughs) that's just awesome that was unbelievable to be able to be at our home beach like we practice here every day right at 8th street and then to win our first avp in hermosa i mean it was like with all my family here and everything, it was it was great. Like my brothers came down. My yeah, super fun. Yeah, uh, but again, that week before Hermosa, I remember we had like a tough week. We were both like, oh, like every day was kind of um, just like a grind, you know, mentally, physically, everything. We were playing against teams and we'd do just okay. Um, well, we'd we'd have close games or like I don't know. It it was just it wasn't smooth sailing i'd mm-hmm. say going into hermosa and i think delaney told me this actually but i remember somebody saying it doesn't even matter like if you have a bad warm-up i've had some of the worst warm-ups in my life and then played the best games of my life and i i was thinking about that going into hermosa like it doesn't matter the week that we've had like 
just matters how we play. And I think that we played the most in the flow. Like we felt so free in Hermosa and it was so just, I don't know, relieving in a way to just be able to play the, we, the way that we wanted to play. I think defensively too, we opened it up for ourselves. I think we were playing a lot of ball. Um, and it just, it was so easy. And those moments are like, oh, they just make it so fun, you know, yeah. to be able to just play free and fun and then to win. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's what you wish for every tournament, you know, obviously. Right. But, um, yeah, I think going back to like the, it didn't matter that the week that we had before, like sometimes we, we could have had the worst week and we kind of, I, mean, I remember it was tough. And I remember <laughs> thinking that exact thought, like it doesn't matter what the warm up looks like, doesn't matter what this looks like, it just matters how you play, like on the court at the moment. And and that's how it went for me, at least. It was It was great. That was my favorite tournament of the year. I can't imagine why. Well, yeah, it's it's rivaling Pan Ams though still because Pan Ams is just an amazing experience. That's what Tri's always talked about. Pan Ams is yeah. something everyone should do. But with with Hermosa, you know, you can sort of do the mental jujitsu you did, where you know it doesn't matter if we have a bad warm up or a bad week of practice. Like it's the game that matters. But on the court, was what was different with the way you guys played? Because you said it just felt easy. Yeah, I I think that, I mean, I honestly think maybe I can attribute it to the week that we had before because we were so, we were trying so hard that week and everything felt like effort um, for me. And when we finally got onto the court, it was like, let's just play free. Like that was, that yeah. was just kind of it. Like, let's just go, you know, a lot of, we did a lot of like, Sarah, you're free, me, like I, I'm free to make some moves the way that I want to go, like let's just let's serve aggressive and again serving i think we served pretty well that tournament too um but let's not think so much you know and and that week that we had was so much thinking and then when we finally got there it's like phew, throw it in the back let's just play yeah and i think that that's how you know we got to have that like wonderful little <laughs> tournament that we so had. You're saying everyone should have just a shit week of practice <laughs> so you can go in and say, you know, we're not going to get worse. Let's just, yeah, play. <laughs> you know, it can't be worse than what we just didn't know. No, but just having that to be like, we've tried, we tried so hard. Like let's let ourselves have that freedom. Like yeah. let ourselves, we know, you know, we, we trust each other so much. We know the work that we've put in. We know how much time and effort and sacrifices that we've both made to, to play this sport and to, compete at the level we do and to travel and all that stuff. And so trust ourselves on the court, you know, like I trust Sarah fully. She trusts me. And when we have that, it was like, you know, great. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that week of Hermosa, me and JD were at best a double A team. The whole week oh, of practice, yes, I great. was like, D, we're not going to score double digits one time. Like, this is going to be awful. And then we take a seventh, and I have no idea how or why, but it was, if you were to go back and watch film of us that week of practice, you'd be like, these two are playing in that tournament? Yeah, that's so <laughs> we funny. We were so bad. <laughs> Sometimes it helps, though. It just frees you up. Yeah, yeah. And I, that was an amazing story, too. We were all watching. Uh, my so whole family fun. was trying to go see all of your games. They were like, <laughs> you're playing so well. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, yeah. Like, you know. It was fun. Yeah. There's nothing like Hermosa, too. I know everyone is big in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. But for me, Hermosa, I just think it's the greatest. Yeah. And I, I really love 
both of these tournaments because they right. both feel like so much at home. But also Hermosa is where we train every day. You know, it's really in our in our backyards. Yeah. It is time for the Waiakea Water Break. That is right. This podcast has been brought to you by Waiakea all year long. They are the cleanest water you could ever have. It's not just water. It's Hawaiian volcanic water. That's right. And those bottles you see all over AVP tournaments all around the beach volleyball world, they're made of ocean plastic, which is 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. Each bottle helps to remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So when you're drinking a water bottle, you don't have to feel bad about it. All right? And that's right. Waikea is also committed to giving back. It's local to those in Hawaii through the Kakua Initiative from monthly drives to support the local food bank and nonprofits to direct support of individuals and organizations. In the continental U.S., Via partnerships with its ambassadors, such as Clay Thompson, ever heard of him, and the Thompson Family Foundation, Aaron Judge, and the All Rise Foundation, and Miles Garrett, and the Water Boys, and more. They're doing all kinds of good things, and we would love to just continue this great relationship we have with YK. They're awesome. And if you want to get the best water in the world, use promo code SANDCAST online at YAKEA.com. That'll get you 20% off your order. Again, that is sandcast at wyakea.com to get 20% off your order. We are just so fired up to continue being sponsored by Wyakea Hawaiian Volcanic Water. We love our Hawaiian Volcanic Water breaks. All right, so enjoy some Wyakea. Get hydrated today. The seasons have changed, y'all. Our summer 2023 season it has come to an end, which means guess what? Those tattered beat volleyballs you've been using this entire summer, they need replacing. I know mine do. I just put in an order of 15 new Wilsons. The optics balls, the best balls in the world, hands down, no question. The NCAA uses Wilson for a reason. The AVP uses Wilson for a reason. Everyone uses Wilson for a reason. They make the best balls in the world, and I know it's time to reload. It is tinkering time. This is the time to get better in the offseason, so you come through 2024 fresh, and with a brand new skill set to get your double A, get your triple A, win your first AVP, get your first main draw, whatever your goals may be, get some new Wilson volleyballs to help get you there. And use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get you 20% off. That's right, 20% off using the discount code SANDCAST-20. So go to Wilson.com, get some new volleyballs, and get better. This podcast is, of course... Brought to you by AG1. Now, if you are a longtime listener of Sandcast, you know that Try and I have been drinking AG1 for years. For me, it's been about five years. For Try, it's been about three since we started our partnership with AG1. Now, when I started drinking AG1 daily, it made the biggest difference. We were on the road. We were in Bulgaria. We were in Russia. We were all over Europe. We didn't know how to get all of our veggies in, so we just went with AG1, supplementing where we could, and I could feel a huge difference. We never got sick despite all the travel. I hit 88,000 miles one year, never got sick. I was more relaxed because I knew that I was getting the foundational nutritional supplement I needed, and that's exactly what AG1 is. It is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, immune support, you name it. Now, since 2010, 
AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Now, not only did I replace my multivitamin, I used to take all those cheap little gummies you can get at the grocery store or CVS or wherever. Now, I replaced it with AG1, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium and B vitamins for energy, also good for sleep. And it all balances my body's stress levels. Vitamin C keeps me healthy. Zinc keeps me healthy. It's just, it's the greatest thing. And I recommend it all the time because it has a team of doctors, scientists. It's tested for 950 contaminants. It's NSF certified for sport, so we don't have to worry about USADA or WADA or whoever's testing us to make sure that we're eligible. All right, so AG1 is a supplement I trust and try and savvy to promote, to provide rather, the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. I promise. Try AG1 and get a free, that's right, free one year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash sandcast. That's drinkag1.com slash sandcast. You don't spell out one, by the way, it's the numeral. So check it out. Get your greens today. And so that one with, it, it couldn't have been more perfect. Like everybody was there for me, at least. I was like, this is my family is my brother came down from Santa Barbara. My other brother came up from mm -hmm. Huntington and they all got there for the finals. They didn't actually get there for the turn, the games before. Um, but they were driving up when we were in the semis. So yeah. they could have missed the whole thing. Right. Um, or if we wouldn't have made it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so nice. And then it was funny. We had the eighth street because Pomp's team won too. And we always packed right. us right next to um, Theo and Trevor. Yeah. So, it was like that's fun. The whole Eighth Street held it down. Yeah, I'm curious because that tournament was on paper. Everyone I think could have looked at it as what a great opportunity because mm -hmm. you had the the big dogs were in Stad. Yeah, and you looked at teams one through thirteen, and it's like I don't know anyone yeah. could have win. They could have won that. Did right. you, like did you look at it and let that get to you at all? That what an opportunity that was, given how open the field was. Yeah, I so. I didn't actually look at it because yeah. I've I've had that thought before of like, man, this is a great opportunity. We can go win this. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, you know, like I think I think a lot of putting those expectations on yourself doesn't maybe help me as a player um, in those moments sometimes. I don't know. But I feel like when I've had a lot of those thoughts of like, oh, we could win this, like we're going to win this yeah. or um, just could create expectations maybe more subconsciously. And I think also maybe having that humbling week before <laughs> could have been like, you know what, let's just go play some free volleyball. Let's have some fun and let's see where it takes us. That was a lot better of a mentality for me to go in. And, and it's not a, yeah, I don't care what happens mentality. Like I am very much, I am very competitive mm -hmm. and I sometimes let it maybe even get the best of me in some cases. Like I can't play card games very well <laughs> and board games. I mean, it's, it's a struggle well, every time. It depends what you mean. You can't play them very well. You can probably win them okay, very well. I, but it... <laughs> yes, I do like to win them and I do, but if I don't win them, it's like so much internal <laughs> turmoil, yeah. which I do not need because it's supposed to be fun. Um, supposed Winning's to be. fun. Winning is fun. Yeah. Yes. But in, in some cases, like 
off the court again sometimes i feel like i have to win even though i'm not very good at it it's ridiculous like pickleball oh my gosh but anyway like having a that moment of not putting the expectations on myself um i think it, it helped in that tournament because sure. as you mentioned you were you were kind of free mm-hmm. and you stayed free did you guys lose a match no the tournament? we went we did drop us we dropped two sets I okay think. I think um but yeah because your no. your semi-final was molly, was molly and, and that was a Maddie, close and one. that was a barn yeah. burner right yeah that was yeah. exhausting i i hugged sarah at the end when i shot like a little jumbo i just remember because somebody had sent me the play after and i shot a jumbo like kind of screamed but it was a very soft low effort scream um and hugged sarah i was like i am so tired <laughs> <laughs> I, because that was defensive like Oh my gosh, Molly had me running all over the court constantly. She'll keep the ball off the floor. Yeah, it was exhausting. <clears throat> yeah. I was running back and forth and she would send it over on one and I'm like, put the ball away. <laughs> Just put it away, you know. Oh man. Did as you guys made your way through the tournament, the ninth place to the quarters, to the semis, to the finals, did that mount at all or do you continue sort of keeping the expectations low? I, mean, I feel like I, it, it had to have been inevitable that you start to realize, oh, wow, we're getting pretty close. Yeah, I think in the semis is when I realized, like, okay, we're getting pretty close. After we won against um, Emily and Megan, okay. who I think they were a great team, um, and they were playing well. And once we won that game to put us into the semis, I was like, we can do it. <laughs> but again, I was keeping it low a little bit. But I was like, this is a great opportunity um, in my head. I've, obviously, it did come come up every once in a while. But yeah, I but, feel like it a win because beating Emily Stock and Megan Craft, that's a good win. Mm-hmm. And those are two very good players. I feel like while the expectations and pressure might ramp up, so too does your confidence. Yeah. So there's sort sure. of a relationship there that I think you get that confidence that, okay, maybe we belong on this stage. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, it, it, that kind of gave you that level that you could reach. Yeah, yeah, I definitely believe that. I mean, I think our sport for sure is so mental that mm-hmm. being able to be super confident is such a plus. And and I see it all the time. I'm like, man, if you just, if you can have that confidence all the time to to just bang out on every ball and like just go for it every single time. It's, it's crazy what you can do. And that's yeah. something I also see in King of the court too, because you get some of these crazy rallies because people and people are banging balls every time because you know, it's one opportunity that you get every so often. Right. And so I think to be able not to let the game almost catch up to you a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and to just play the points a little bit separately. Like I'm, I'm looking to win this point. Like I'm not, or not looking at it like, oh, I'm up 17, 13. I've got some wiggle room. Like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm looking to win this point. Yeah. Like I'm this point, this point, the like, separation of point separation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like it's that. it's point definitely separation. Uh, something that I think helps. Yeah. And, and it doesn't always happen for me. Like definitely I've found myself sitting at 2017, <laughs> And and been like, oh, we're good, you know. Fine. We just need one more side out, and then all of a sudden we're at twenty twenty, and I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> Granted, and you know, I mean, mental, yeah, you know, strength goes up and down as well sometimes. So. Yeah. And and that's been something I've worked on a lot this year too, which has been 
a fun challenge, I'd say. How do you work on that? What are your practices? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Uh, and granted, there's, I mean, I'm sure like psych- uh, mental psychs can tell you a lot better, but I've been doing um, off the court, you know, some visualization, um, meditation, all that stuff. But also the way that I talk to myself on the court has been definitely a big part. Um, I also think I'm a very visual person. So if I find myself getting distracted, I'll try to lock on to something like locking okay. onto the ball before people serve Yeah, is something that helps me like refocus um, because you wouldn't believe it. Once you start thinking about it of like, I need to focus on the ball, like everything, every ounce of my focus is directly looking at the ball. You wouldn't believe like my eyes were over here. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what am I doing? You know, where is my, where's my mind? Where are my eyes? Like, it's really interesting. So I've yeah. definitely done that in games. Um, also, t- the point separation focus or um, not necessarily like playing for the score again. Um, I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole I could go down that I've been. been well, it's such an interesting topic because into. it's the mental side of it isn't like the physical where, okay, you need to get stronger, go do 10 squats of this. Right. Wait with this amount of rest. Everyone's so different. And you do meditation, visualization. Other people do just straight up breath work. Mm-hmm. Some people there journal and do, um, gosh, what do you call them? Not manifestations. When you write it out. Yeah, I think it's whatever they're called. Affirmations. Affirmations. I don't know. Yeah. Or like it, everyone's so different. Yeah. And what works for me might not work for you. And even for me on the same day, something can work or on a different day, something right. works for me and other times. It's not working for me. So yeah. 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 Definitely breath work too has been something, something big. Do you have, do you use apps or anything? Um, I do. I actually use balance right now. Balance. I haven't heard of that one. They gave out a year for free Okay. <laughs> and I do it usually to fall asleep and it is, it's great. Every time that I put it on, it's a 10 minute thing, a 10 minute like sleep cycle thing mm-hmm. where they talk you through things and help you relax all the way through I, every single time I've fallen asleep. You fall asleep before it's over. Yes. Yeah. And I wake up and it's still my phone's open sitting on the side of my bed. And I'm like, that was amazing. That was great. I used to use calm and mm-hmm. calm has a couple like that. And I would wake up, yeah. especially when I was in Bulgaria, because me and A-Rob would have different rooms sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I would just put one of the calm things on the other side of the bed and I would wake up at four in the morning and still be going. It's like, yeah. great job, calm. Yeah. But there's this app that I like called Oak that's okay. free. Oh, yeah. And it does, uh, it's mostly just breathing exercises. So I always like doing five minutes of box breathing. Mm-hmm. My pattern, my routine is when the match in front of me starts. Okay. That's when I'll do, I'll do five minutes of box breathing and then I'll get into my warm ups. And I don't know, that's just helped me a lot. No, I like that. I've done, I actually have been doing box breathing a lot on airplanes. Okay. For, I don't know, whatever you reason. I'm like, I've got time. You got time I'll to just, do it. <laughs> I'll just in for five, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely been a, a bunch of different ways. And <clears throat> we've had, um, access to some of the sports psychs from USA volleyball. And it's been awesome. Like talking not only about mental health, but everything. And I think that, um, yeah, like, I don't know if it's later in life that I feel like I've been having more anxiety, but I, I feel like, or maybe I just didn't notice it when I was a kid. I just thought it was like (laughs) random energy, but I, I think that I do maybe have some of that like anxious where I can get really, it's not nervous, but it's like 
I don't know. Um, and, and so talking to some of these and then having some of these, especially breathing exercises to like find your neutral um, is super helpful for yeah. all of that. I think being an athlete, you, we're just all fidgety yeah. people. Oh, yeah. I'll just I'm, fidget. And I'll just be fidgeting around and then I'll do five minutes of box breathing. And it's amazing how much it mm-hmm. takes all that fidgety energy and it just sort of it like yeah. wrestles it together. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then it's so easy to focus on just one right. task and you get fidgety and you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to realize that you're getting fidgety. Yeah. Because I don't always realize it. I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm like fidgeting with things, shaking my leg, which I always do. Well, you should see, try. I always know that it's time to wrap up the podcast because like try to start doing this and then by the end of it he's like jackhammering his leg i'm like okay it's time to land the plane yeah sarah sarah actually does it to me too i'll be sitting here and i've actually been almost falling asleep and my leg's still kicking and sarah will hold it and i'm like i'm so sorry i'm trying i I didn't you know i don't realize that it's going but and it's actually kind of relaxing for me sometimes yeah do you do you twitch oh (laughs) <laughs> absolutely <laughs> actually when i was sleeping next to yuli um where beds were like right here and here i had one of like a massive just like i hadn't fallen asleep yet but both of my hands my whole body just like you know slamming the bed yeah um and i rolled over and she was still awake and i was like sorry <laughs> that's all i said i was like sorry um but i have one arm that flips all the time it's just my right arm and so no matter where sarah and i go i always sleep on the side that i can flop without hitting her punching her yeah i uh i've gotten some bad ones on planes Planes, and so now and i actually I, i got it to the point where i looked up why this happens and when athletes get it more than Mm non-athletes because we're just twitchier people in general especially explosive ones and it's sort of um kind of an evolutionary thing where if you're falling asleep in an unfamiliar environment yeah and it's your body's response saying i don't know where we are we don't know if this is safe like wake up oh my god so i'll just like wake up on a plane i'm sorry for punching you again (laughs) random stranger yes (laughs) I, I have hit the seat in front of me. I've almost hit the person beside me. Yeah. Yeah. I slugged the person next to me one day. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I sent uh, coffee flying one oh, time. Yeah. I was like, Whoops. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's so impressive how how twitchy I can, I feel like we can be on planes. And, and it happens yeah. on planes a ton for me. All the too. time. Yeah. And occasionally in in beds, I mean, it could go either way for me because sometimes like I have fallen asleep on the person next to me on an airplane, (laughs) random stranger. She was like smaller than me too. I don't even know how it happened. And oh my gosh, but that was a while ago. And I've also had somebody fall asleep on me. And then you're like, what do I, I'm going to interrupt you. What do I do? Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom, but I was like, they're asleep. (laughs) And I just waited. (laughs) I just waited. I was like, maybe if I like lift up, she'll lift her head up. (laughs) It took a while. I'm not gonna lie, she was on me for like 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> and the whole time I had to go to the bathroom. That's so funny. Yeah. But then again, the lady that I fell asleep on, she also just let me sleep. So Yeah. Yeah. It could well, go uh, either way. <laughs> well getting getting back to Hermosa. I've no idea how we got on that path. Yeah, but back either. to Hermosa, you guys were in the finals and you played almost a flawless match. From what I remember watching it. And I was talking to Delaney and I was like, I don't know 
what Savvy and Megan are supposed to do mm, right now because because <laughs> they were the hottest. I mean, that was the underdog Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, everyone was looking at them like, damn, this this would be really fun. Megan's first main draw. Like right. they didn't have any practice together, but you guys played almost a perfect match. What? How did you get into a flow state, or what helped you anyway play that high level on a stage you'd never been before? Yeah, you know that whole game, I. I hardly remember it. I mean, I remember our game plan and I remember like what we were trying to do. But besides that, I I don't remember what actually what we did on the court. Um, and I remember we didn't talk that much. Like we, we talked about what was happening in the games, but it wasn't a lot of external thinking. Um, and I feel like that kind of just helped us stay in the flow almost, yeah. if, if that makes sense. But um I remember I was so tired from the game against Molly and um, Maddie. I just had my legs up and I think we didn't warm up until um, like we had 30 minutes maybe once we started moving. Because once I took my legs off the wall, like after um, putting them down, we had like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to warm up. Um, And it wasn't it wasn't too much. But again, it was just a very focused energy, which. I feel like is sometimes hard to get to. Um, But again, just that communication of we had our game plan and all we were looking to do was, you know, make it happen. Yeah. And I I remember once we got to like, it might've been 2016 or something. (laughs) In the last point of the game, I was like, okay, you can finally let yourself think it. You could win. (laughs) Like I I might, like we might win this game, you know, Mm -hmm. like we might do it. Um, but it was really like the last point of the game where I ever let it come into my, to my mind. I, even after we won the first set, I was thinking, okay, they're going to come out. They're going to be really strong. Um, they might've made a lot of errors. They might've been nervous, but that's not going to happen for the second set. Right. We need to stay focused. And I didn't let myself go down the path of we could win it because I don't want to get ahead of myself. I right. wanted to stay where we were. Um, but obviously on the last point, you know. That could be the one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What was it like when that last point went down? Um, I mean, I served an absolute free ball. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, I remember this because I was like going back, and a few thoughts went through my mind, and I'm looking down at the ball. And the first one was like, don't miss it. I'm like, oh, you can't think that. It's like, really? You can't just let that one come in. And I was like, okay, put it in. Just put it in. We've got points to spare like put it in and so it was it was a free ball it was a little lofty serve which you know it was all good because we got the point yeah um sarah got uh the block over mm-hmm. and and it was it was good but i could actually see it um and re-watching it i hear myself going grab it grab it grab it <laughs> like do it do it do it yeah. <laughs> just uh yelling at sarah but but yeah it was it was you know, a great moment of having, you know, those thoughts, not letting, it was a good mental battle actually, even to be able to stay focused that entire time. Yeah. But I think that we do well on that stage. Like even when we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, I was just saying I got a medal from the FABB for Portugal in 2022. Um, And in that, in that final as well, like we were, we had that focused energy where we weren't thinking a lot external. It was, it was just, one point at a time and this is our game plan and that's all that we're focusing on doing and i remember thinking after we won the first set like we could win this and <laughs> i won't make that mistake again yeah. you know i can't can't let myself get too far ahead of 
of it because if I'm thinking about that, then I'm thinking about, I feel like I'm losing points more almost instead of, you know, fighting each point. They're, like they're not mine to lose, you know, they're, mm-hmm. we have to go get them. We have to win, like, play to win basically is like a that. better ma- mindset of than when I think, oh, we can win it. You know, then it feels like we already, ha- for me at least, like I might already have it and now it's slipping, you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't ever like to go that direction with my mind. Yeah. I always want to be like, oh, I can work so hard that I can get there. Yeah. I like that. These aren't mine to lose. That's a good mindset. Yeah. I, and that's, so again, I, I won't try to make those mistakes anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that winning, because a lot of times like you and Sarah had been on the cusp of a breakthrough and I think making the finals in Espino was a pretty significant breakthrough, especially yeah. when playing Maria Fantalico the way you did. But do you think that winning that AVP just sort of breaks the ice? Because you look at it with someone like a Trevor. Mm-hmm. He was 0-8 in finals, breaks right. the ice, and now no one's won more AVPs than him the last five years. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it could. Like, it definitely mentally, I think it, it could go in a few different ways. You might be able to take it to the I expect to win, or the uh, which I think um, Trevor hasn't. I think Trevor's gone more this direction where like I know I can win. Like mm-hmm. I know that... I'm capable of it. And like, I have that confidence in myself again. And, you know, you can play up to that level. And so I think I definitely want to always keep it on that. I can play up to that level rather than the, Oh, I'm expecting now, which is, do you think that it's playing up to that level or do you think it is just you? Cause I don't know if like you you played up, I think you just played like you. Yeah, and that I think when you don't play like that, I, I think that you have more of a dip. I think that's more of like your norm that you can play. I at. sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, I think it's more just the confidence in yeah. in yourself to be able to to know that you are there. Let's let's say it that way. I, yeah. I like that better too um, because I think that a lot of people, including myself, have moments of playing really well but not fully feeling really confident you know like they don't feel like they should win this match which it's a volleyball game like I think anybody can win at any time you know it's especially in beach volleyball there's there's so much variability and there's so like it really is I mean I was thinking about this today like to have that trust and relationship with your body to be like it's not just going to fail me out of nowhere. Like it could, but like, I'm just saying the times that it does are way less than the times that it wouldn't. We mm-hmm. put so much work in, we put so much out, so many hours on the beach. Like the body knows what it should do and can do. Let it do it a little yeah. bit. Agreed. And you look strong. Oh, thank you. You've had a, you've had a long <laughs> season. Like you come back. Yeah. Pretty yeah. My mom was just saying it looked like I lost weight. So this is, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, well, I haven't, I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I was gone from gone October. For a minute. So. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, but well, no, I, I commentated. Think, I saw you mm, from very far away. Afar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, through a screen, I guess. Through a screen, yeah. Um, but no, I think before we left on our trip, we talked a lot with Miles in the USA gym and we went pretty hard in the gym before we left because we knew, um, we might not get steady, consistent lifts while we're right. on the road for the entire rest of the year. Um, and so we, we were going four days a week and I feel like it, it was great in the beginning. I was feeling really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then as I got down to the later ends of the season, I could feel my, especially in Doha, like this last trip to Doha, I think 
I definitely felt my body. I was like, "Ooh, I haven't been in the gym in a while. Yeah. Ooh, I haven't been lifting like I normally have yeah, earlier. They have great resources in Doha, at least. Their gym's awesome out there. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, I wish I would have used it more, but I, yeah. again, I got there kind of late. I was a little jet lagged. It was the last tournament of the year. I knew that I was taking time off and it wasn't necessarily like I need to be on my strict regimen. Right. I was up at the pool. And, and, <laughs> and like Doha, I mean, that's that's the frosting on the cake at the end yeah. of the year, the, the king of the court to close it. I feel like right. everyone, it's just sort of a, a celebratory it event. It was. It was kind of. And for me too, I got to speak a lot of German with yeah. Julia. And it was, it was more of like a, this is a really fun, I want to go and enjoy playing volleyball. Yeah. And so even though I could feel definitely parts of my body that, you know, if I was in season, I would be like, okay, I need to really you know, find you the time to, to take care of it and get back in shape and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it was a really fun icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I know you're jet lagged, so I don't want to keep you for crazy long, but I do <laughs> want to touch on, uh, Pan Ams and yeah. what an experience that was. Cause everyone who has gone says it's unbelievable. Just one of the, mm -hmm. their favorite memories. And I'm curious what, what was it like? It, again, it was unbelievable and definitely will be a memory that I'll take with me for forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm stoked that we got to bring home a medal um, for the U.S. And I mean, it, how it would seem, I've never been to the Olympics. That is a goal that I'd love to achieve yeah. one day. But um, it felt like a mini Olympics. Like you have the village. Uh, every country has their own um, buildings that they stay in. And so you're staying with a bunch of athletes from a bunch of different sports. Uh, they have a little athlete area for just the USA athletes. So we were in there all the time talking with people from other sports, watching other sports on TV. I got to learn so much about like Taekwondo, all these <laughs> climbing sports. They're crazy. I mean, they're awesome athletes, a lot yeah. of bikers. I, it was, it was really, really fun. Um, the racquetball team came and watched us and we got kind of close with them. Um, and because they finished early, uh, they came, the basketball girls tried to come and watch. It was it was awesome. And they actually qualified for the Olympics there. Like, oh, that's such a cool. cool. Yeah. So some sports like the cl rock climbers, um, the 3v3 basketball. Okay. A bunch of other sports were qualifying qualifiers for Paris. Interesting. Okay. So it was really, really fun because we're watching these, you know, games and they're, they're coming in afterwards with their gold medal and they're like, we just qualified for Paris. Like what an amazing experience. That's super cool. Yeah. And the racquetball team, um, they don't have an Olympic, it's not an Olympic sport. So this is their big moment, okay. you know, and they, they won gold too. It was awesome. That's fun. It was just so fun to, it, and there was such a camaraderie too of, of the athletes in Team USA. Like everybody's so stoked for each other to win and to like bring something back mm -hmm. and they all want to support and see each other. And, um, it was just really cool. And even from other countries, you know, getting to see them and I actually saw some of my, well, obviously the beach volleyball players we know, but um, one of a girl that I went to Pepperdine with, uh, Luisa Stefani, she's a Brazilian tennis player for doubles, okay. and she was there, and I had no idea she was there. Um, Very cool. But she went and won. I mean, she's a stud. She got a bronze in Tokyo. Okay. So oh, she's, she's beast yeah, she is awesome. Um, but it was just so so exciting to see, and they have food for us. They've got like players tent. Um, like a fun tent dance dance revolution which obviously i was on <laughs> and ping pong all of that and hammocks i was reading books out there it was it was just so fun yeah and and chile was beautiful like i had no idea the landscape of chile before and i didn't realize that it would have such beautiful alps mm -hmm. and i mean not alps but mountain ranges yeah. and they have the andes there 
Um, and our, oh my gosh, the stadium was amazing. There was a mountain right behind us. It was just oh, I love it. beautiful. The sunsets were unreal. Uh, the crowds were always packed. The people in Chile really showed up. I mean, I was, and they were from all over too. We actually had some Americans that would come and cheer for us yeah. and say, tell us where they were from. I think one was from Florida um, and okay. lived near Sarah. So really cool. Just an amazing experience overall. I could go on and on. Yeah. And you got to play Anna Patricia and Duda. <clears throat> yeah. Which I think that's, like, I would love to play Anders and Christian mm-hmm. just to just to see. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think it's cool to take a, a swipe at the best team in the world. Oh, yeah. It, that was awesome. I, I think that we could have played a little bit better in that game because it definitely felt like... I think Sarah and I, in that moment too, we were focused maybe a lot on the external and mm-hmm. and played against the team that we were playing against and played instead of playing our own game. Right. Um, and I would love to play them again. You know, I think they're just an amazing team and they're a really fun group. And I I think people go back and forth on serving who they serve there a little bit. I know most people probably. Well, it's, serve. <laughs> it's so funny because I've I've commentated so I many know, of their matches sure. and just doing the awards. So Anna Patricia, I think, got forty one percent of the vote for best offensive player. Duda mm-hmm. got thirty six. They're one and two That's in the crazy. world. So yeah. yeah, I mean, who who do you want to serve? Yeah, I, middle. Yeah, middle. <laughs> Short middle every time. <laughs> Short deep, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're a phenomenal team, and I was just really excited to to be able to play them, and I'd love to play them again. You know, I just I think that they're a really they have a they just have a strong defense, offense, everything. Like they're good servers, they're good, great blockers, great defenders. Um, have so much range on their offense. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> and they're such good people. Yeah. I One yeah. of my favorite <clears throat> memories, I think it was the, one of the classiest things I've seen. So they lose world champs in the finals and they're turning around the podium ceremony pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And Duda was crushed right. after. And you, and she wrote a really long Instagram caption, like one of the few times that Duda really opens up and she's like, this was a hard loss for me to take. Well, when they go up, and get their silver medal before they even like you know put their necks down and get their medals they go over to Kristen Taren give them big hugs go over to Kelly and Sarah give them big hugs and you're talking 10 minutes after a brutal loss and that's the first thing they do I thought it was like such a cool sign of what good people they are absolutely like that's just incredible sportsmanship that's that's so hard to do but it's also it shows like how much they I mean, they respect the game. They respect the athletes. They, they're just, yeah, phenomenal people. And I love a lot of the Brazilians do this too. They go and shake the hands of both refs before they start. You know, they just appreciate everybody being there and being in the moment. I think that that's, that's great. Lily and Larissa do that too. And I always want to, but then I'm like, "Ah, I'm scared. I always always do it with the refs because I'm like, listen, I'm going to be nice to you if you want to return the favor. Yeah, a little. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, actually, John King um, in Doha, they weren't let, they didn't let him uh, ref my matches. I'm like, what? How come, John? (laughs) Uh, But no, I love John King. He's amazing. He's Uh, awesome. Love John. I was hurt. <laughs> no, but they did let him later on. But he was telling me, he's like, no, I don't mind it. I get a little break. <laughs> I'm like, oh, then you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. We've been trying to get John on the podcast for a while, actually. Because yeah. we, we've been trying to get a ref on. And John, I think, is the most unanimously respected ref. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah. So we, we had uh, J-Rod. 
Okay. The George oh, Clooney yeah. beach volleyball, but now we're we're trying to revisit the the refs. Yeah. Get back on. Yeah, he'd be a great guest. Yeah. And he does he does it all too. He's done a lot of the international yeah. and a lot of AVPs, so I feel like he sees so much, and mm-hmm. he's a great guy. So. Yeah, the best. <laughs> well, what's yeah. next for you, Corinne? Sleep. Uh, yes. Some sleep. Some yeah, rest. For a little once. bit of sleep. Um. Well, I've been sleeping a lot, but <laughs> but no, I'm definitely looking to get healthy. Um. Had a few things that that I've been, you know, playing through. I was talking to a lot of people over the course. I'm like, gosh, I think I've just, I've played through it all my life a little bit that I'm realizing at this moment, like I, I just, I want to, I want to be healthy and I want to play pain free. Mm -hmm. And I think mentally, physically, that's all going to help my game in the long run. So I'm going to take a little bit of time to to get healthy, focus on health and every, every angle, like especially the things that need it mentally, physically, the things that I'm eating, all of that. And so raw milk, raw milk, <laughs> grass fed, grass finished beef, you know, we're doing the whole, when you're healthy. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I've found with it is when I got the trainer that worked right for me and found the, the diet that worked right for me is that not only do you play better, but you enjoy it way yes. more. And yeah. I think that that is one of the most underrated aspects because when you go to practice and you don't dread it because oh, it's yeah. going to hurt, yeah, it's, I mean, your days are just infinitely better. Yeah. And I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for <laughs> I'm that. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited for that because I think that happened a lot this year where I played through a lot of pain. Um, and every time I'd go to practice, I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> you it's know, and, the worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why we do it to ourselves. <laughs> I think we'd be, way, be better off, you know, Yeah. wait until we're healthy. Yeah. But so take your time. Yeah, rest up. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, yeah. uh, what sponsors do you have that you'd like to shout out? Yeah. Obviously, I'm super thankful. Wedbush has been amazing. They've been with me for a while. And, you know, they were actually all there, too, for Hermosa, which Hell was yeah. Awesome. Um, I just felt like all the love and support at that tournament from them. Uh, Waikea as well. Awesome water. Really going down the rabbit hole with all the uh, drinking mineral water, not purified, you know. Um, So they've been really great for that as well. Um, Coppertail and Replay are awesome. They've also been with me for a while and huge supporters. And I'm just super thankful for all of them. And Now Foods with all the supplements. Sweet. yeah. Right on. Corinne Quiggle. Thanks for coming back <laughs> on the show. Welcome to the new studio. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm forever impressed with Gabby, by the oh, way. Oh, she's... she's uh, we don't deserve Gab. Yeah, I follow her <laughs> on Instagram every single time. I'm like, could I do this one day? <laughs> it's so funny. Gosh, we had... Who did we have on the podcast where they were coming on? And they're like, do you think I could meet Gabby? <laughs> That's like, amazing. She's the real star of the show now. She is. I mean, when you do something like this and all of the other things she does, I'm. She's yeah. amazing. I yeah. want to be her little like protege. I want to like follow her around and. She'd be happy to show you. Let her mentor me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, get some yeah. sleep. Good to see you again. Yeah. Austin thank you. was happy to see Aunt Corinne back oh, in town. <laughs> he's so cute. He's the cutest. Honestly, if We're he could try just to keep sit here. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we recorded an episode the other day where he just sat there uh, for like 20 minutes and just watched, watched Dad amazing. go to work. That's so cute. Oh, my <laughs> Bring your kid to work. Yeah. Dad. Well, thank you for having me on, too. Yeah. Get some sleep. Yeah. Shoots. <laughs>